You are listening to Talk That Talk with Erica Ann. Sure. And we are on episode 55. Okay. And our topic for today is horrible jobs we had in the past. Yes. Oh my gosh. I thought of this. <laughs> I thought of this topic today. So I figured why not? <laughs> yeah. I stole it from I stole it from somebody that I follow on YouTube when she was talking about her horrible jobs. I'm like, hey, let's make it a topic for our podcast. So I'm sure we have many of them. <laughs> yes, exactly. So would you like to start or let me start? You can start me... it off. Okay. I was trying to start it off where I would talk about jobs I had when I was younger as opposed to my last job that I had just before I left it. But we're going to start from the beginning when I first, yeah. first, first started working. Back, back in you the know, Yeah, exactly. Take it back and build up to the present. Okay. Awesome. Um, Let's see. One of the jobs, one of my many jobs that I hated. Um, I guess I'll keep it light and cute. This is when we were still in high school. It was a summer job. And it was before the job that you, me, and um, what's her name had in the hospital. So it was a summer job and it was working at the factory, which was literally actually across the street from our high school that we went to in the city. And um, I literally, I think, worked there for like about a week. So I'm going to tell you why. So I came in and it was a factory job where you would, um, I think, make uh, jewelry pieces and stuff like that. So it was more so tedious. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was like a lot of older women and it was just like really monotonous and boring and I really didn't have any fun. So I literally, I think lasted about a week. So I hated it because like I said, it was monotonous. It wasn't fun. It was boring. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I had to stand on my feet for eight hours and the money was crap. Yeah. The money was crap. I think the money was like maybe $6 an hour. And stuff like that. And of course, this was like the early 90s. So, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But yeah, that was one of my jobs that I hated, which was like a factory job doing jewelry, like doing earrings. I think it was either earrings or earrings and necklaces or something like that. So, yeah, I didn't like it. So, you know how to make earrings and necklaces? Not really. Because like I said, it was way back in the day in the early 90s. So, no. I mean, it wasn't as what you're thinking that it could have been, like, as far as really working in a jewelry shop. Like I said, it was a factory. So, it was, like, costume jewelry. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it was nothing fabulous, like, working for, like, a jeweler, like, a diamond jeweler and putting diamonds in the earring. No, it wasn't that fabulous. So, that's why it wasn't a good that been nice. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. ah, diamonds! It wasn't that type of factory glamorous job. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> got it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's see here. I had so many jobs, guys. You know, like uh-uh. You know, she bragging, y'all. She bragging. I had so many jobs, but the ones that I really let's see that was horrible to me. That was horrible. Let's let's go back back into time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. And then I did a lot of like temp jobs also. So um right. <sighs> ones that I really okay, so maybe let's see. Well, I guess it was kind of bad because I was pregnant with okay. my daughter. And so um I was working for Division of Parole. Okay. So you know, it was like 
you had to you, you worked in the back typing up the cases for the parole officers but then you had to be at that window dealing with the parolees um like every like Wednesday or something like that it was a day mm-hmm. but what happened was it was just like it was too much like my doctor was telling me I needed to be in a low stress environment not a high stress mm-hmm. environment and because you know um they were saying that you know all the stress and stuff can make me lose baby and stuff Uh-oh. I had told my supervisor that. So she was like, um, oh, you know, you might have to see our doctors and all this stuff. And I was like, um, I just told you what my doctor said and they sent you the note. So then that particular day, I had to go up there and be on the window. And this is funny because, you know, it was like I was in Brooklyn two and then um that's where I met Yolanda and she's in Brooklyn one and so <laughs> and we would all sit there and talk and so then the next thing you know um like one of the um you know one of the parolees came up knocking on the window and um just kept knocking just kept knocking but I was talking you know mm-hmm. I didn't get to him yet so then I just blanked out and was like, I'm sure your mother taught you more manners than that. Uh-uh. Somebody talking. Right. And so when I was when I said that, I had the mic in my hand, the, uh-uh. the walkie talkie, and it was pressed already. So people was running up like, what's going on? What's going on? And, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I was like, look, I can't be up here. You know, it was terrible. Like, that was like that made my stress level go like zero to 100 because, you know, and then how they wanted to type the cases. And it was just like a little soap opera in that place, you know, like, uh, you know, New York undercover, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just mm-hmm. didn't want to be there and stuff like that. And then you had to deal with people with all the different um, personalities in there. So I didn't mm-hmm. want to be in there. Um, so I had to, time off on that job I had took a leave of absence mm-hmm. and then I ended up finding another job which was way much better and that was one of my, one of my favorite jobs that I ever had in life that I loved okay. um which was the IRS you know and okay. uh, they was like family there you know before I moved I relocated but that's that's one of one of my um the places that it was horrible okay so how long did you work there? Um, with them, I worked. Um, I think I was there for like a year, like probably a year or going on two years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So you basically was like, I'm out. Yeah, actually, I was on leave and I got hired with the IRS. Okay. But I kept bumping into the people from the other job. Oh, wow. What are you doing down here? And I had to keep lying, like, oh, I'm with my cousin or I'm meeting my cousin. Oh, I remember. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy, but I was working. I was working. It was no, no you know. Yeah, I, I then I left, and then I just put in a resignation so I could just leave the job because I kept bumping into everybody, you know? <laughs> you know doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. I got to get out of here. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I, 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 
you know, mm. that's the worst job. And I went to one of my best jobs and, mm. and, um, it was so much better because it, I mean, it was like a family environment where I was at, um, with the IRS, you know, nice, um, nice. And, so, and that's going to take me into my next second one, but after you, <laughs> okay, no problem. Um, let me think. Let me think. Um, that hospital job that you and I worked at after high school, I pretty much liked it. It wasn't bad, so I don't have not a bad story to say about that. Um, I'm trying to Do you think. Do okay. the name of the job? Of the job that we worked at the hospital? Huh? Of the hospital that we worked at? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I'm not going to put them on. I'm not going to mention it. Oh, oh, oh. Why give them free advertisement? Hell no. If they was paying us for sponsorship, but of course. <laughs> well, no that was job. the hospital that Gloria Estefan. Um, Listen, had... you. Why yeah. give them free publicity now? Oh, well, I didn't say we it. Need <laughs> we need coins. We need coins. We don't do free publicity. Nah, nah, nah. We don't do free publicity. Well, it uh. ain't free publicity. I mean, they hear it, they might reach out. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so as we far as other places and more than that. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, second job, horrible job that I had. I want to say was working as a medical records clerk. Now that sounds funny since I just said the hospital job that I had after high school, but it wasn't this. It wasn't this hospital. It was another hospital slash clinic. It was like a clinic in the city. Mm-hmm. It was a medical records clerk job. Did we answer the phone? And they would tell you they need this chart, take it to the floor, whatever, whatever. And that part was cool. I didn't have a problem with that. What happened was it was the supervisor and the assistant supervisor. It was really the supervisor I didn't like. The assistant supervisor, she was cool. It was the supervisor I didn't like. So one day I think I called out sick. And so the procedure was if you call out sick, you call the assistant supervisor. And then she would forward the message to the um, supervisor. So I called out sick and I left a message with the assistant supervisor because it was early. They wasn't there yet. And I told them I wasn't coming in. So now the next day when I came in, they pulled me to the side and was on some blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what happened? They were like, oh, even though you called out sick and you called the person that you was calling, she called out sick. So we didn't know what was going on with you because we don't have access to her voicemail to know that you called out as well. And I'm like thinking to myself, okay, with that understood, I'm pretty sure y'all could have went to HR and got my number and be like, yo, what's good? Like if y'all saw something blinking on the assistant supervisor's thing, that should let you know, okay, if, if Shay is not in, let's call her house to make sure she's okay and stuff like that. Instead of reprimanding me and making me look like the bad guy when initially, because if my whole thing is if, if the assistant supervisor was there, y'all would have known I wasn't coming in. But because she had called out, y'all didn't know I wasn't in there. So therefore, y'all want to take it out on me. And I was just like, you know what? I just couldn't deal with it. Like to me, because I'm a very sensitive person audience. So to me, I took it personal. Like they were really coming at me when it was like, calm down. If y'all really had the brains, y'all would have got in touch with human resources and would have followed through and be like, yo, Shay didn't come in. Let's call the house and see if she's okay and stuff like that. So needless to say, from that on, I had a chip on my shoulder with these bitches. So I was just like, you know what? I ain't trying to be here for long. So I think I worked there for like about maybe six to eight months and then I found another job so the reason why I said it was horrible it was them they just was like because they were like besties as well so it was like 
they both was pitting themselves against me. So I felt like not necessarily the bad guy, but I felt like they was picking on me all the time. So therefore, I really didn't like that job. So I basically didn't last long. And I was a temp with them. So I think if I'm not mistaken, just to be a bitch, I basically didn't even call to say I wasn't coming back. I just didn't come back. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So that's that job as a medical records clerk. Well, let's see. Um, let me think. Okay. Okay. So then from New York. Okay. You know, because I told you I was pregnant, Mm -hmm. I ended up getting the transfer from New York to Virginia. Mm -hmm. Still within the IRS, you know, within Mm -hmm. the company, same company. But it was an eye opener because it was totally different because they think everybody in this, well, certain people, this is what I had got the outlook is that, you know, a lot of people from the South thinks that people from the North, you know, up up top, you know, Mm -hmm. has a lot of money, you know, ballers and, you know. If they only know. (laughs) Huh? If they only knew. It's not that way. (laughs) so, So, you know, um, Basically, they be calling us like city slickers and stuff like that. All right. So, anyway, um, I started feeling like, okay, when I moved down to Virginia and I started working with the IRS there, everybody was like, you know, they already had their clip, right? So, mm-hmm. it was more like a family thing and I'm like the outsider. Right. So I started feeling away. So I would call my mom and I would call my mom. You know, I'm guilty for calling from off the office phone, right? Uh-uh. But the thing was that I had, you know, they had um, somebody was writing me like anonymous letters, like bugging your ear, like um, they're watching you. <laughs> I'm like, really? You know, this is what I'm getting? These anonymous letters? Mm-hmm. You know, like they didn't want me there from day one. Okay. okay. And so, you know, they tried to, you know, actually I was, you know, furloughed from the job or whatever, but um, when they had like that big furlough thing going on. And, and, and now at this time I was pregnant with my son. <laughs> oh, wow. I already had my daughter before I moved down to um, Virginia. So, she, you know. She was a few months when I moved down, but I got caught out there because I was pregnant with my son. It was so crazy. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I had, uh, you know, they were saying that, oh, I had $94 worth of bills Uh-oh. of distant calls. They could have took that out of my check, okay? Mm-hmm. And just gave me a warning, right? Right. No, they didn't. So they wanted me to resign and all this stuff. I didn't resign, you know, but mm-hmm. I was furloughed. But yeah, I just, I started feeling like like a, you know, just feeling very uncomfortable. Like from coming from a family at the IRS in New York, mm-hmm. you know, and they everybody was so you know, um, you know, nice, and we all got along. And to going down, you know, to Virginia, and being in another department, the IRS, and they all being cold to you because you from another city and state, right. you know, like they jealous or something, you know, yeah. um. It was crazy. Right. You know, wow. but karma, mm-hmm. you know, karma comes mm-hmm. back to people when they when you do when you do dirt to others, you know. Okay. So that was one of my other um like 
horrible experiences because they was looking at me like an outsider, you know, mm-hmm. when I moved down there with that job. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I got so much more. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, because these were jobs like, um, I want to say like this is before I became an adult adult. Like I want to say these were jobs I had like before I was 25. So as we're telling you these stories, this is when we were younger. This is not as we're our age now, obviously. We, we've grown. And so the reason why I say that is because with this job, um, I worked in the bakery department for, I don't even know if they're still in existence. This was um, a supermarket, a, a, a big food chain supermarket, but I don't know if they're still in existence. But anyway, yeah. they were in the city. And with this job, I think I lasted two days. So I was working in the bakery department. So, you know, we would weigh, you know, the cookies if somebody wanted cookies and whatever, whatever, whatever. So it wasn't bad. Once again, it was standing on my feet, which I didn't mind because I think we were able to wear sneakers. But what really made me not want to come back, I mean, the supervisor was cool and everything like that. And I get it now. But as a young person, I was like, it's still wasteful. So we would also sell bagels. So at the end of the night, I would be like, oh, so are we going to give these, you know, um, bagels to the homeless or whatever? Because I think like at night, the homeless people would come around there and try to get stuff out the garbage. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, no, we don't do that. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, no, we can't give it to the homeless. We have to literally take it to the garbage and then they come to the garbage and take the food and stuff like that. They were like, because if something happens to them and they get sick, they could sue us. And I was just like, wow, okay. But I just felt bad because it's like, you're putting it in the garbage. And granted, they didn't just put it in the garbage like that. They literally left it in the plastic bag, but I just still felt like, damn, that's kind of messed up that you have to look at a lawsuit aspect of it. And I get it. I totally get it now. But at the time I was just like, wow. But it was wasteful because at least they were able to come and get it once we, you know, packaged it right and stuff like that. But it was just sad that that was their protocol, which I get. And if I'm not mistaken, I think a lot of them still do it like that anyway. So with that job, I only lasted two days because I just wasn't really cool with the whole, we throwing it out. And yes, the homeless people could come and get it, but it was just a matter of, it's like, y'all just throwing away food when, you know, I would assume you could at least give it to a shelter, but it is what it is. So yeah. That was that story. So I only lasted two days with that one audience. <laughs> Ooh, record breaking. <laughs> you know, from, from one week to two days. All right. Well, let's see. What else I got? What else do I have here? I told you I worked a lot of jobs. So um, boom, boom, boom. Okay. All right. So um, another one. I want to say is um, when I moved down to um, <clears throat> South Carolina, I mean, North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, I was tempting, you know, I said, let me do this little temp job. So I was working with Family Dollar Corporate headquarters and um, and I had two positions. One, you know, I completed it, you know, my assignment with them. They loved me. They gave me a can of cookies around Christmas. We was all happy, good to go. They called mm-hmm. me back for another um, department in, um, you know, at the Family Dollar headquarters. Mm-hmm. So everything was good. I was doing invoices. I was an invoice analyst. I was doing invoices and stuff like that. I was getting through my work, like, real quick, real quick with everything. And um, then a lady in another department came over to ask the 
supervisor in my department, you know, if I could help out in their department because she was going to have, like, knee surgery and everything. And they all smiling, happy, big, like, yeah, she'll be able to help you, no problem. You know, I went right. to her over there so you could explain what's needed to be done. So I went over there. Like, I was like, okay, I don't mind. You know, I don't mind helping out, whatever. Um, so the lady was like, yeah, I'm just going to be having some knee surgery and I'm still going to be coming to work, but I just need help doing a few things like with the mail and and, and some filing. Now, audience, I hate filing. I'm just letting you break up. Filing is not my forte. I mean, I'm organized, right. but don't give me stacks of stacks that you left, you know, with, that you could have did that, you know, now you're leaving on me, you know, for me to do it, okay? So now, you know, file when you, you know, file your papers as you go, and then you won't have a stack. So now, she's showing me everything. Oh, this is where the mail goes, da-da-da. And then where where it all went left, it's when she took me to this room. And, said, and this is where you'll be doing your filing. The filing. Um, this is the cage. Uh-oh. Like, the cage. <laughs> Uh-oh. And after she said the cage, you know how you see on them cartoons when you be like, wah, 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 and then the people like just zone out. That mm-hmm. was me. I was zoning out. All I saw was her lips moving. And Uh-oh. I was like shaking my head. I don't know what my facial expression was or whatever, but I was shaking my head like, nah, nah, it ain't gonna work. It is not gonna work for me or for her, okay? Because I'm not gonna be in nobody cage, right? Doing no filing, okay? right? Cage equal like slavery to me. Like that just sounded like straight slavery. Like cage, you know, I just didn't, my mind, I was gone. I was gone. I was like, nah, you know, so all I saw was her lips moving. I finally came back when she stopped talking. Mm-hmm. And um, then I was like, you know, okay. And so then I went back to over there to, you know, my uh, to the other side, you know, where I was working originally. Mm-hmm. And then I said, um, the supervisor, I was like, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I love my job, what I'm doing, but um, that's not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to work for her because it's not going to work for me. And so, <laughs> so then what happened was the lady from the tip agency ended up calling me, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she said, now they act like I was about to blow a building up or something. But she was like, okay, so what I'm going to need you to do is get your bags. You know, what time do you take your lunch? I said, like, 1 o'clock. She said, okay. So what you're going to do is just take your bags and you're just going to leave out of the building. Today's your last day. And Uh I was like, okay. (laughs) That's not a problem. I mean, oh wow! You know, really? Do you want to think I'm gonna blow up the building because, like, I want to go to jail? No, I just I was honest that you know you, you can find me something else because that's not right. gonna work for me. It's not exactly okay. I'm letting you be honest. I'm I'm trying to be honest with you. That is not gonna we we can't do that because I don't work exactly. in cages. Okay, so right. sorry. Exactly. So my mom thought that was the most. <laughs> hilarious situation to her she was cracking up when she heard she was just like this is crazy but i was fine after that but yeah that that was the ending of my um 
my family dollar um employment that day. <laughs> That's where it went left because everything else was, you know, right. Was good. You know, I was good. I was doing my work. You know, we was fine. Because well, let me tell you, people. I mean, audience. Mm-hmm. I when I when I start a job, because I'm good at what I do. I'm focused. I'm focused on that job. So when I go to a job, I'm not there to be anyone's friend. Okay? Right. I'm not there to make friends with anybody. If I oh. end up getting a friend from that job, that's because I could trust you and we right. got a you know connection. But other right. than that. I'm not there. I'm there to do my job. Right. Go home and deal with my family. Not right. to be there to be making friends with anybody. Exactly. So, you know, I guess they, they couldn't get that, you know, a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. I mean, not my loss, their loss. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that that was another one. Okay. Um. Well, this one is going to be the doozy that I guess I'm going to end off with. Okay. Which was the Fortune 500 company that I ended up leaving after 15 plus years. So in the beginning, I started off as a temp. I worked there for like about a year. And then I was still looking for another job in the hospital field. So I wasn't like really trying to make it my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I wasn't trying to make it my job job for the rest of my life. Like I said, for the 15 plus years that I was there. So, you know, every time I checked, kept looking to leave, you know, the job offered me more perks. We'll say that and stuff like that. And then, like I said, I was always like every five years looking to leave, looking to leave. Cause I wasn't happy. You know what I'm saying? I worked in different departments, which was cool, but it was once again, monotonous. And it's like, my sign is an Aries. So what it is, is I don't like the repetitiveness of an everyday same thing, especially if it's not fun or, you know, cause like I, I love to travel. I can travel for the rest of my life every month somewhere new. And even if it was to go to the same Caribbean island every two months, I'd probably be okay with it too because just the fact that I love to travel. So with certain things that are monotonous or the same old, same old, I can deal if I like it. So anyway, so with going on to different departments, it was a different aspect, but it just was like really boring or whatever. So needless to say, the 15 plus years that I ended up staying there, um, it just became toxic. The people that I work with, I didn't like them anymore. The job in itself was ridiculous. They kept compounding more and more work on us. And it was just like, it got to a point where it was just two of us still there and they just kept piling more and more work on us. And it was just like, Hey, take it or leave it type of thing. And I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave. But God saw otherwise and kept me there for another couple of years. So needless to say, I finally just was like fed up with it last year. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. So, you know, luckily that company was offering a severance package. So I took the severance package and I tell you audience, if you ever feel like me, where you working in the toxic environment, your coworkers are toxic. The work environment is toxic, toxic as far as what they have you doing. I want to say, take a leap of faith. But also have a, a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a backup. So with my job, it was I had a severance. So I was able to do that. Whereas I'm not saying if you tired of the job, quit and then figure it out after the fact. No, you also have to have like, you know, a backup plan. So what I was going to do in initial, I was going to take a leave of absence and start working at a temp job. But like I said, God intervened and was like, no, we're about to give you the severance package. You're about to take it. 
and find another job. And thank God I do have another job where I'm happy at. And that's basically where I want to leave it at, which is if you're not happy where you are, think about it, have a backup plan and take a leap of faith and do what you got to do. Try not to stay at a job like I did over 15 years and you literally wake up every day, like sick to your stomach, almost Mm -hmm. having to go in and stuff like that. So that's basically where I want to leave it off at. Like if you're not happy with where you're working and you hate it, try to look elsewhere, try to, you know, take a leave of absence if you can try to do the temp job and stuff like that. And also network with other people. We have so many ways of networking nowadays. That's also another way. That's also another way to look at things. Right. That doesn't have to be the last resort, you know, um, you know, basically, you know, look and then learn your skills, especially with the pandemic. You got time to utilize and and YouTube different. They got um, YouTube University, you know, and stuff like that. Learn different things. You know, got a lot of different things going on. Tap into your skills, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Tap into your skills. But um, I have one more, and okay. that's my last one, you know. Okay. And, and that's when I was doing the troubleshooting, the tech support. That was my last okay. job. So they did me wrong, guys. But it, it, sometimes it's not the job. Like, I loved my job because I like right. people. That, that wasn't it. It's the people there. It's the people that think they're better than you. Um, they some of them micromanage. You know, it's just it it just makes it worse for you to to do what you need to do on a, on a job, right? So, um, with that one, I did everything I needed to do. Help the customers. The customers love me, but they already had, you know, they already had who they wanted to promote up to certain things and who they didn't. And so, when you're in something like that and you feel stuck then it's time to move on, right? So um, it's just that, you know, when people start picking at different things with you and stuff like that on jobs, you know, you know you're doing everything to your best, to the best of your ability to do everything right. And then, you know, people sometimes get intimidated by you. Right. Mm-hmm. So when they're intimidated and you know you can't move or they'll do anything in their power to shut you down, it's just you just gotta pray on it and then move on, and then exactly. just try, and just try to you know do what you need to do. But like like you know Shay said, you know you just gotta um you know because Shay was a little nervous too, you know at yeah. first you know to I make it, but you know I just tell them keep, keep the faith. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta mm-hmm. keep the faith, and um it'll all you know fall into place. You know and um. And like I said, whatever skills y'all have, you know, everybody's good at something, you know? And so tap into those skills and utilize those skills, you know, um, to be the best that you can be, you know? And and then you'll be successful. You can't be scared. You got to step out the box sometimes and and then just just let it happen. And then it'll Mm -hmm. work into your favor, you know? you know, then sometimes just look at it, you know, um, if you're working for somebody else, you know, you're making them rich, you know, so mm-hmm. take them skills that you're using to help them s- succeed and use it to the best of your ability. Right. And that's where I'm going to leave it off at. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you can um, follow us. Um, let me get my, because there's so much. Um yeah. 
<clears throat> you can listen to our podcast on YouTube, okay? Because mm-hmm. then you can leave your comments and everything on the day on YouTube, and you can subscribe and follow. And we we on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, TuneIn, t- iTunes Podcast, Breaker, Castbox, um, Radio.com, Overcast, Radio Public um, Podcast, Stitcher, um, and Anchor, of course, and. Right. Um, we have um, our social media pages, which is uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes, yes. So follow us there. Share. Tell your friends to share, family. And um, thank you again for listening to Talk That Talk with Erica and Shay. All right. Well, y'all have a great weekend, and we'll be back. And like I said, um, you can hit us up. Oh, and then give us give them the email. Um, okay. if you have topics or anything you want to discuss, you can um email us at talk that talk with Erica and Shay at gmail.com. Right. All right. Is there anything else, Shay? No, that's it. Just wanted to reiterate, like you said, everybody have a good weekend. Stay safe, wash your hands, social distance, and hopefully we can get back to our new normal and start socializing from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Have a, good Have a good weekend, y'all. Bye. Bye.